Welcome to episode 21 of F-Stop, Collaborate, and Listen with host Matt Payne. This week's guest is night photographer extraordinaire Wayne Pinkston. And I've been following Wayne Pinkston for many years. He is super inspiring and probably one of the world's best night photographers, in my opinion. Um, You would definitely be happy to check his stuff out. He does a lot of really amazing work in the southwest of the United States. Um, Spends about half of his time out there just doing night photography. Um, If you go to his website, you will be blown away. (laughs) We talked about a lot of topics, um, how he got into night photography, um... Talked about some some fellow photographers that we're aware, that we know and that inspire us, and we we talk about um, a technique that he uses called low level lighting um, to light up his foregrounds, um, and it was just a great conversation. Um, please rate the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Really appreciate it. And as always, uh, feel free to reach out to me on social media. It's Matt Payne Photo or Matt Payne Photography. Thanks so much. Kingston, it's really a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, thank you, Matt. I, I'm honored. Yeah, man. I mean, it's funny. You, you mentioned uh, you don't feel like you deserve to be on the podcast, but man, I got to tell you, um, I'm a big fan of night photography. In fact, it's probably 50% of what I do photography-wise, and, and I think you're up there in the top five uh night photographers in the world uh thank you i i mean it's it's an honor that you would say that um i'm just trying to kind of do my own thing and and uh <laughs> and have a good time on 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 social media uh but i appreciate you saying that oh it's no joke in fact um you know i've i've been following your your, your stuff for several years and then t- i don't know why but tonight was the first time I actually went and looked at your website and I was like blown my mind was blown I was like holy shit all he does is photograph amazing night sky like that's all you do pretty much and it's so good <laughs> like all of it is so good I, I kind of got into it a little bit didn't I uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean like uh, that's a, in a good way like crazy wow yeah I kind of backed into it a little bit and uh but you know, once I saw what the pictures looked like, it was it it was like I guess love at first sight, you know. Oh yeah, same with me, man. That's that's I had the exact same experience. I took a I took a Milky Way photo with a kit lens, kind mm-hmm. of right when I started shooting mm-hmm. photography in general, mm-hmm. and then like all I did was obsess about how I could do that, do more and better of that. So yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I went on a, uh, a trip to the Grand Canyon. It was like a photography. Uh, it was a National Geographic photography trip, and you know, it was supposed to be hiking and you know, taking pictures of sunrises and sunsets. But but the photographer that was on the trip, his name was Steve Alvarez, and he was a he worked for National Geographic, and he does mostly uh, caves, and he goes hmm. all over the world and does caves. So he he was like really good at you know at low light, low light situations, long exposure. And cause you know, those caves are black and they have to light sure. them and all. So anyway, you know, it was a clear night and we were on the North Rim and he said, well, who wants to go out and take some pictures of the Milky Way? Yeah, that sounds kind of neat, you know? So I went out there with him, you know, and he says, well, you know, do this and do that. And here it is coming up over the horizon. And, you know, and we pointed our cameras and I took a picture and then it came up on the on the LCD screen. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh! I mean, it's like a whole world that I didn't even know existed in photography. And it was yeah. like, it was like, oh my gosh! So I just stayed out there until I couldn't, you know, couldn't stay awake any longer. Went back the next <laughs> night, and basically, we started going out every night after that. Yeah, I mean, God, I look at your website and. Uh, You've shot like every single location that I've that I've shot or that I want to shoot. Like, 
but better than me. <laughs> like it just blows my mind. Like, like some of these locations that you've shot, like I don't think people probably would even understand how how awesome it is you've shot these locations the way you have. It's super impressive, and the compositions you have of the Milky Way and the like. One of the like I, I could go all over the place, but one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about was um, your use of lighting for the landscape because. I feel like other than probably Royce Bear, you're the only person I've seen use that kind of low-level lighting technique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like it a lot, um, especially for these desert scenes. Um, yeah. It, it, it works well in that environment. For, for things that are like small to medium size, uh, it's really, uh, I think you can, you can show structures better than you can in the daytime and and um uh once it gets once things get too big then you just simply have to go about it a different way but but there are a lot of you know small to medium things that are really interesting out there in the desert and the badlands and stuff like that all kinds of hoodoos and arches and weird rock formations And, and i mean it's almost endless um uh but i uh i learned from royce bear and um, like I, I mentioned that trip uh, just a few minutes ago, the uh, next summer I s- signed up for a, a uh, workshop with Royce Bear, <clears throat> and because I had come across his pictures on Flickr, and it was like you know that was another one of those oh my gosh moments, and and, yeah. and, and not so many people were doing it then, I mean, and I, I found uh, others. But he was certainly kind of leading the teaching at that time, for sure. And um, so I signed up for one of his workshops, and then I signed up for another one. And that one was uh, in uh, Bryce Canyon, and then another one in Escalante. And um, I, I learned a heck of a lot from him. Yeah, I mean, it's... Man, I just <laughs> scrolling through your website is... It's fun, man, like, just looking at all these pictures of the hoodoos and a lot of the stuff I've, you know, like, because I live about two hours from Bistai Badlands, mm-hmm. and so, um, like, I recognize a lot of the scenes that you've shot, but, in fact, I think that's what got me interested in shooting Bistai was seeing some of your shots from there um, of the night sky, so I actually planned a whole trip around shooting Bistai at the night, at night, just based on seeing your photos. Well, uh, well uh, thank <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it's one of my favorite places ever, and and what's so fun about it is that uh, you know you might have to walk a mile and a half or so to, to start getting to yeah. the good stuff, but but once you get into the good stuff, I mean, you, you can take a picture and then walk twenty or thirty yards, and you've got another composition. And then you walk, you know, walk, you, walk you walk fifty yards, you got another composition. Then you walk twenty yards. I mean, sometimes you can just like you know walk 10 feet and there's something else to take a picture of it it really is uh, just an amazing place with with endless good things to photograph i know it's it's a it's a shame i've only i've actually shot it a couple of times i'm hoping to go back this spring just spend a couple of days there maybe because it's so cool i I want to i want to go back also (laughs) <laughs> hey so one of the, i'm just curious about your journey into photography like how did you get into into photography i mean i understand how you got into the niche of night photography but i think my understanding is that you're a you're a radiologist by trade and then you're now you're doing photography so tell me a little um, bit about that journey well i i got interested in photography uh when i was in college and you know back then there were manual cameras with a little light meter in them um, and, and I got a Canon FTB and ran around and took pictures of flowers and things like that and had a great time. Um, but, uh, you know, then I, I started medical school and you're just busy all the time. And then we had kids and for, uh, for a long time, I just didn't have the time or the money to, to really pursue it. And, um, you know, you take pictures of your family and stuff. But, and then the kids got uh, old enough to, to travel. And, um, 
and but they weren't old enough to say no yet <laughs> old enough to travel but not old enough to refuse so so when they were like in elementary school and all we started taking our vacations in the national parks and, okay. and uh you know we try to go to a national park you know every year and I think in maybe 2000, we, we took like a three-week trip to the Southwest and uh, kind of hit all the, the major things, the Grand Canyon and Bryce and Zion and all that. And we just had a blast. And uh, <laughs> at the time, well, my wife and I were looking out the window and, and my, my two kids were in the backseat reading Harry Potter. So I don't even know if they saw anything. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, but, but at least we could travel with them. And so I did that for a while, and uh, then they got into high school and kind of were, you know, into their own things, and, and, and I had more discretionary time, and, and finally had some, some money to do some traveling and all. And I started doing travel photography, and um, uh, this was maybe in 2004, and I, I, I started going on these trips called World, Wilderness Medicine. There's a Wilderness Medical Society, which is really, really cool. And, any, oh, and yeah, sure. anybody, anybody can go on these things, but um, you could also go and get, you know, uh, CMEs or continuing medical education credits because they would teach stuff like, you know, snake bites and frost bites and altitude sickness and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but they were, they had adventure trips and, you know, so we went to, you know, the Inca Trail and Machu Picchu and then Kilimanjaro and then Everest Base Camp and Antarctica and Patagonia and all kinds of just great places and I was doing like one of these a year and absolutely loving it because you you basically go out and you you know for a week or two and you're hiking and they're, they're porters to carry all the food and stuff so it's really pretty comfortable and and uh, uh, but you're outdoors and just absolutely beautiful places and and I just love them but I kind of you know there's I kind of did all their trips, <laughs> you know. I kind of ran out of their trip, <laughs> and and I, and I was kind of disappointed uh, in at uh, trying to you know do other kinds of travel photography because they just nothing was as good as their trips, um, and so that's when I I tried this uh, National Geographic uh, Grand Canyon trip and and did my first night sky photos, so I fell in love with that and. Then I've been pursuing that ever since. I, I kind of decided my daytime pictures were kind of boring compared to the night pictures, and <laughs> so I just I just do the nighttime stuff now. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I I've, I guess I've never. You're, I think you're the first person I've talked to that like that's all you do. <laughs> um, For the most part, yeah. I mean, there's, you've got a couple. I mean, really though, like, like if you go to your website, that's literally all you'll see is night photos. I I had a whole travel photo uh, site, and then I just let it expire because I decided that it, you know, this is what I wanted to do, and I wasn't adding to it or anything. And but I at one point I had a whole travel photo site with place all the places we've been, and hmm. um, but I I just let it go, and decided just to concentrate on this and really see if I could, you know, get good at it. You know, I, I wanted to make pictures that people would say, wow, you know, I want to, I want to see that, you know, you know, stimulate people to want to go see it or, or do it. And, uh, uh, mission accomplished, buddy. Uh, well, I, <laughs> um, so I just, I enjoyed it so much that, um, I kind of let the rest of it go. You know what's kind of funny is that there's a lot of I do a lot of scouting, and um, because I I, I want to find places that nobody has done at night, which is really pretty. It's yeah. pretty easy actually, because it is really easy. people keep doing the same spots, and you know the whole world's out there that hasn't been photographed at night. You know, and um, um, so I do a lot of scouting and. I, you know, when I'm out scouting now, I just take my iPhone with me and I get snapshots and, you know, I, you know, use photo pills and all to see where the Milky Way is going to be. And, um, sure. um, but it's kind of like when I stopped carrying my camera during the daytime, the daytime part got more fun too. I mean, it's more like I could just go out 
and have a daytime adventure and not worry about taking pictures. And I just, you know, I plan in nighttime pictures, but I don't know. The scouting part turned out to be a really good and fun part of the experience. I mean, I, I, I enjoy that as much as going out and taking the pictures at night. So uh, it's been a fun journey. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, I remember reading that you had um, collaborated with, um, maybe not collaborated with, but like um, you had gotten some inspiration and some tips from uh, David Kingham. And I also had, he he was like one of the first people I reached out to when I started getting into night photography. And I'm actually, uh, I actually had him on the podcast uh, pretty early on as well because he was a, huge inspiration to me but it was it's interesting like there's not a ton of people that specialize in night photography i mean there's maybe 10 to 20 people Mm -hmm. i could think of off the top of my head that do it somewhat regularly and then there's people that kind of dabble in it you know yeah but um you're right like there's so many times that i've done i've tried to do research like oh i wonder if like this location would look good at night and you find no night photos of a location it's like well i i guess i'll find yeah. out myself well <laughs> and <laughs> well back 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 then which i think it was 2014 maybe um there weren't a lot of people that you could get training with or workshops with and the the first person i tried was david kingham and I had scheduled a trip to uh, Arches, and um, and he was given a workshop there, but I could only sh- show up like the last day of the workshop. So oh. I, so I contacted him and I said, you know, if you're going to still be in the area, would you give me like a, a private workshop? And uh, he said, sure, sure. So he stayed <clears throat> uh, around longer, and. Uh, took me out, you know, my first night actually doing this kind of photography, took me out to Arches. We did Broken Arch and Double Arch. And he was like a really nice guy. Uh, He was, uh, you know, low key and a good teacher. And he really, really got me started and, uh, you know, actually having an inkling about what I was doing. But he, he, he taught me a lot. And then, um, and then I came back and signed up for a workshop with Roy Spear, and um, you know, really started learning. The but David Kingham did me a great favor by kind of taking me out, you know, individually and teaching me stuff. Yeah, he's he did me all kinds of favors. Like I never, I've never taken a workshop from anyone, but I've reached out to a lot of other photographers just for tips or advice or. I remember way back in like 2012, maybe 2011, he posted a, a Milky Way panorama, which like no one back then had done any Milky Way panoramas. And I reached out to him. I was like, how the hell did you do that, dude? And he told me and I was like, really, that was it? That's all you do? And I was like, he's like, yep. And like ever since then, like I've been doing Milky Way panos ever since. And uh-huh. I love panorama. I love panoramas, but he, he was the one that taught me uh, panoramas also. You know, yeah. we, we were out there that night, and he says, "Okay, well, let's do a panorama." And I'm, I'm thinking, "But the star the stars are moving." You know, I mean, right. what do you what do you mean the stars are moving? Right. And I said, "Well, how can you do it if the stars are moving?" <laughs> and he says, "It just works. It just works." <laughs> and so, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and so we did it, and it just worked. You know. It's actually still one of my favorite ones. The first one I ever did. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm. Still, yeah. Same. I, same for me, man. Same for me. Uh, he was a good guy. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you live in Virginia, right? Uh, yes. So, most of your photographs are, mm-hmm. um, as far as I can tell, are in the southwest. Um, Southwest U.S., so I'm assuming you do a ton of traveling. Well, um, yes. Um, We ended up getting a small condo in Moab, for one thing. Oh, okay, cool. And and, um, I've 
and be trying to talk my wife into, you know, just moving out there, you know, and just <laughs> staying for at least a year, you know. Uh, we haven't gotten to that point yet. But um, I um, have gone back and forth a lot. What I've done the last two years is I got a Jeep Wrangler. I, I drive it out at the beginning of the Milky Way season. And uh, either, uh, and, and some several times I'll travel back and forth to Virginia, but I leave it out there the whole season. And at the end of August or September, I'll, I'll drive it back. And um, I may come back home for a couple of weeks when there's a full moon or something like that. But I've been trying to catch most of the new moons out there for the last couple of years. Wow. That's awesome. I, man, I'm, I'm fortunate. Jealous. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. I, I retired about a year and a half ago. Okay. And, um, and so I've, I've got the time. I mean, this is kind of this kind of stuff I've wanted to do for decades and now I sure. have time to do it and I'm just getting as much out of it, you know, while I can. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm curious where you where do you see um, your work going? Because, like, it's funny. I I track a lot of different photographers just because I'm weird that way. Like, I'm kind of nerdy, and um, it's interesting. Like, seeing how certain people, like their okay photographers, have a ton of success in terms of selling their work or getting noticed or whatever. And then I feel like there's guys like you that like all of your work is awesome. Maybe I'm just opinionated, <laughs> but like you don't ever hear anything about like what you're doing. Like you're not in like a bunch of, unless I haven't noticed, but you're not like in a bunch of magazines or, or like um, galleries or anything like that. So I'm curious, like what are you kind of doing with your, with your art? It's, it's, it's a good question. Um, I, I'm kind of doing it um, to fulfill my, you know, satisfaction, if that makes any sense. Um, I, I'm not a good marketer, and I don't really enjoy the marketing part. And um, but, and, and my attitude was it's pretty much been, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, do the best stuff I can possibly do and you know hopefully it'll get better each year and I'm going to put it out there and see what happens you know and I've got several magazine articles and you know some newspaper articles and uh, sure. and, and stuff like that and got a few pictures uh, in the, um, the the Bryce National Park uh, uh, you know the store there and um, but um uh, and I made a few dollars, but nothing like what it cost to to do the traveling. And right. uh, um, so I'm not I'm not making money at it. But um, and you know maybe someday when I'm not busy taking pictures, I'll sit down with all these things and and try to do some marketing. Um, but oh, I got I've got some pictures in a in a hotel one in Moab, and but not. If I had to make a living this way, I would starve to death. I mean, that, that, that's that's the bottom line. I could I couldn't make a living doing this, but um, I'm trying to do it, you know, for enjoyment right now. And maybe something will come of it. Maybe not. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm kind of in the same in the same boat. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to make make more money at my photography and and all that, but I've kind of come to the brutal truth of the matter that unless I dedicate 100% of my time marketing and promoting and like teaching I mean that's really nowadays that's really the only way to yeah to make a, a living at this is to teach yeah. I feel like yeah I, I think you have to teach and um, you know another factor is that uh, I've really highly motivated to find something that nobody's taken a night picture of before and, and, that, and that, that doesn't make it all that commercial. You know, people want pictures of, of um, delicate art or, or something like that. Right. You know, they, th things they've seen and things they can, uh, like, identify with. 
So uh, it's You're speaking my language, man. It, yeah, it, it, I it, I struggle it, with the same thing. If you if you take a picture of something nobody's familiar with, they'll say, "Oh boy, that looks really great," uh, but they don't identify with it so much. But still, you know, right? Because they haven't been there before. Yeah, but still, it's it's more fun for me to go out and find something new to take a picture of. So I, I don't think I'm super commercial, and like where I live here. I've got some pictures in a, a small gallery, but uh, I live in Virginia near the coast, and people, they want pictures of the beach, you know, right. sand, sand dunes and waves and all that right. kind of stuff, you know, be beachy pictures, so they don't really fit in here either. And they need to find a gallery, you know, in the southwest somewhere, but maybe someday, it, it may happen. Right, well, I, I feel like um, people that as we're talking through this, I feel like people that are successful in galleries and stuff like that, it's because it's out of necessity. Like that's their only means to make money and they've dedicated 100% of their energy to making it a success. Yeah. Um, and, you know, almost out of desperation probably because um, this is going to sound kind of funny and maybe even a little cruel, but I, I have this... I have this article that I wrote back in 2012 or something like 2010, mm -hmm. uh, where I just wanted to like highlight my favorite, uh, Colorado photographers. Mm -hmm. And then over the years I've kept it up to date. Um, and I had a guy, I won't say his name, I had a guy reach out to me recently who was like, I noticed your, uh, article and I'm wondering why you haven't included me in your article <laughs> because I, I have, I sell tens and thousands of dollars worth of photos every year and I'm the most successful photographer in Colorado. And I went to his website and looked at his stuff and I was so underwhelmed. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, just because you make a bunch of money does not make, mean you're a good photographer or, or like that your work is good. Like you have just figured out how to make money at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's a different skill. It, it is. And it's time consuming also. And it really, it, it, you have to be willing to put the time into it. And right now, I, I'd rather take pictures than, than, than market the stuff. And, and that would be a new learning curve for me uh, because I, I'm, I'm not a good marketer. But I'd have to, sure. I'd have to learn the process, the ins and outs, and, and devote the time to it. And, you know, it may come to that someday, but I'm, I'm just having a blast taking the pictures now. And yeah, we oh, always got the raw files. We can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I can can uh, fix them up and try to sell them later or something. Right, right. Um, I. It's funny because uh, when I talk to people about about marketing and stuff like that, like I don't I don't know many photographers that enjoy marketing. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think it's a different personality type that actually enjoys it. You know, um, I, I, for myself, I'm more of an introvert that rather be out there by myself or with a couple of people rather than, you know, meeting with a bunch of uh, people that I'm not familiar with or strangers and trying to convince them to buy one of my photos. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I am, I am not an extrovert enough to be a good marketer. And uh, I, I think it just takes a different personality type, really. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> you know, it's. I remember I was gonna say, um, switching gears a little. Um, you had said like one of the things you like to do is try to find locations that no one else has shot the night sky. Um, that's a lot of what I do too. I try to find. Um, I try to find scenes that haven't been shot much or not many people have shot before and and I really like that one because it's solitude and I don't want to be around a bunch of other people taking the same photo but two like it becomes more special for me personally like spiritually and like just it's just more meaningful to me but that that doesn't do well for marketing at all because people are like well like you said, like they've never been there before, so they can't, they can't really identify with it. Like yeah. most of my yeah. photos don't sell because, well, 
because they're not any good, but two, because like you said, they're just of places that no one has been before or seen before. So it's like they can't connect to it, you know? Well, well, you you have a a lot of dynamite stuff. I've been going through it and it's just a a lot of dynamite stuff. And, uh, but, but they're not the pictures everybody else takes. Like you say, they're, you know, out in at mountaintops that other people haven't been to and things like that, you know? (laughs) And so, you know, I think that you kind of have to satisfy yourself. Uh, Absolutely. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe in years to come, you know, uh, those places will be more popular or, or more notable or something like that. Um, you know, I hope not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, somebody that I w- was really, uh, enamored with, you know, uh, was uh, Galen Rowell. Uh, oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, back in like the 70s and stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, I think that a lot of those, well, his pictures even hold up today, you, you know, uh, all these years later and the technology has gotten better, but his pictures really are just absolutely beautiful even today. And a lot of those places that he was going to were were like places that nobody had ever been. Uh, but but mm-hmm. now but now people do you know and I, I don't know if that spoiled it or not but um, so so things change over time um, you know uh, yeah you're right uh, hopefully not to the detriment of the environment but uh, but you know he he's made a lot of those places he's one of the people that has made a lot of the uh, put those places on the map so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, he he's like he's an iconic guy, and it's what's cool about that guy is uh, um, if you read if you look at some of his old stuff and read about his process, he 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 was all about going really light and fast, mm-hmm. and and he would just mm-hmm. take like really lightweight prime lenses mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. and and just challenge himself how to get a composition with a almost like a cheaper prime lens like he was shooting with a like super lightweight and and by today's standards not great lenses but still getting great results that's interesting which is cool Uh, yeah yeah. um you know i i uh here's a funny story i was listening to an interview with him and he's he he was saying uh this is a while back but he was saying um well you know i use transparency film and you know the human eye has a great range of of of, uh, uh, that, you know, of light that can be viewed, you know. But the transparency film uh, only has eight stops. And I was thinking, eight stops. Now a camera's bad if it if it has twelve or less, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, eight stops, you know. And uh, and they were still getting beautiful beautiful pictures, you know. Well, I think it proves to me, like, this is something I keep coming back to recently is, um, is gear in general is, is such a funny topic because, um, I feel like there's such an obsession over gear that, um, really the emphasis should be on composition and light Oh yeah. because really you, you can look with pretty substandard gear. You can pull off a lot, a lot of really great shots. The exception, of course, as you know, is night photography. Right. Like, gear is relatively important for that. But um, well, it has to be good enough. But af- right. after it's good enough, it's the photography. It's the photographer, not not the gear. It only ha- it no, only I has agree. to be good enough. And um, you know, I think that people get lost in all the the gear stuff. And uh, yeah. And I, over the maybe two years ago, I switched from Canon to Nikon mainly because I wanted to use their 14 to 24 millimeter lens, you know, and, and it was sure. just, and it's really good lens. But I ended up switching over, and you know what? Each one of them has their problems, and each one of them has their strengths. And I people fight on the internet about you know <laughs> which one's good and which one's bad. Hey, you know yeah. what? They're both good enough. Um, and they both got some problems, you, you know, and yeah. uh, it just doesn't matter. 
you know they they can take yeah. the pictures you just have to learn how to do it <laughs> yep hey one of the things i wanted to ask you about was um your trip to uh hunts mesa yeah um because i i went to hunts mesa um this year also and it's funny um i don't know which guide you used i used um phillips photography tours um actually my buddy kane set it all up but um it was so funny we were all hanging around um hanging around the camp one day like the second day we were there and um he was like, does anyone want to go see an arch? And I, and I was the only one that was like, yeah, I want to go see an arch. And so he drove me down the road and like took me up to Spiderweb Arch, which I'd never even heard of or seen mm-hmm. before. And uh, I was like blown away by that spot. Like, and then I saw you posted a, like, I, I wasn't there at night cause they were like, I couldn't go there at night, but so I, kind of did a composite like envisioning what i thought it would look mm-hmm. like at night and then i saw you shot that scene the exact same scene i saw at night almost exactly the same way i would have envisioned it i was super pumped to see that but i wanted to hear about like how was your um hunts mesa trip? Uh, it was it was a blast and uh we went up there well to drop back a little bit you know um uh, uh earlier maybe a month earlier or two months earlier you know somebody wrote me this guy named Quana, who uh, lives in Monument Valley, and he's a Navajo, and he, he said, well, if, if you uh, want to do any night photography in Monument Valley, uh, I'm your man. And so I thought about it like two seconds and wrote him back and said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll take you up on that. So, so, so we met, and we went out a number of nights in May and June, and he's a, he's a great guy. He, he's personally interested in night photography and uh, he knows the whole place like the back of his hand. Uh, we were actually going to go within a day or two of that, of when you went, but one, but one of yeah. the guys that wanted, really wanted to go to Hunts Mesa got a, got sick. And, and so we ended up going the next month, I believe. And uh, so we went out there and uh, you know, it's the, the views are spectacular. Uh, the only problem with Hunts Mesa is that it's pointing in the wrong direction, and the, the, I know, the I know. Milky Way is pointing the wrong way. But I got I got some pictures with the tail of the Milky Way over you know uh, over Monument Valley, and uh, that I like okay. Uh, but it was just spectacularly beautiful. And then he took us then he took us to Spiderweb Arch, and um, he just caught he kept calling it the Double Arch, and I didn't know I didn't know about it. And then we got there and it was like, oh my gosh, this place is like a, it's as big as a cathedral or something. It was absolutely massive. And um, so we got in there and if you look at my picture, the, the Milky Way is over in the right side of the opening. So, you know, we got, we got there yeah. and it's kind of in the middle of the opening. And so we're trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out how to get this whole thing on a, on a, in a picture. And so, you know, so I get all set up and, you know, the inside of the thing is slanted at like about 45 degrees and you're trying to keep things from rolling down the hill, you know. And I know, <laughs> that's what I struggled with. <laughs> so, so I finally, I get my 14 millimeter lens and I, I, I do a horizontal, uh, you know, uh, panorama, do the whole thing. And I, I cannot get the top openings. I can't get the whole thing. Okay, and the Milky Way, in the Milky yeah. Way, in the meantime, is moving to the right and going behind the rocks. So I scoot over. I scoot over like you know, 15 yards, and I do the whole thing. I do a vertical Milky Way, and it still doesn't fit on there. And so you know, I'm <laughs> panicking because you know the Milky Way is going behind the rocks. So I scoot over another 15 or 20 yards, and now I'm way over on the left-hand side, and I put on my my uh, uh, 12 millimeter fisheye. And I did a, a horizontal pa- uh, panorama with that, with just a, a whole lot of overlap, and, and it, it actually fit on there. And um, and I just got the Milky Way before it disappeared. You know, I got a and yeah. um, but it was just a, a great experience, and uh, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I had the same experience. I was up in that. Were you Were you there with any other people? Or uh, by I was yourself? there with him and uh, a guy named Eric Gale. Oh, I know yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah, were, yeah. the three of us were there. And if you look, 
That's cool. I I was there by myself. Like the my guy just dropped me oh off in his gosh. car and said, "See oh you later." Gosh. So I was in, I was up in there all by myself for like probably three or four hours, and um, it was really awesome just being up in there. But also like like you were saying, it's it's kind of like slippery and yeah. steep and like. I thought for sure I was gonna drop a lens and break it. Like it was, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was pretty sketchy up there. Cause I went all the way to the very back in the top left when you walk first yeah. going there, and and I was worried I was gonna like fall there, down. There's or kind of a was... shelf up there. Did you go up to that kind of shelf up at the top? I did. Oh, yeah. I, did I didn't yeah. go up on the shelf. I was like down below that. That that's, that was a little scary up there. I you know, that was pretty steep getting up there. <laughs> although although Quana, yeah. our guide went up there. But I kind of stayed uh, on that the slanting area underneath that shelf, and uh, uh, yeah. I bet you could have gotten some really cool stuff up there, you know, through the roof, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a couple of shots, um, like yeah. during the day, like, like I said. But man, what a cool spot man. that is! And and I saw you you got some stuff down there on the on the valley floor, like of the totem yeah. pole. Um, and stuff like that. so that's such a cool area like uh, I want to go back like I, I actually had never even heard of Hunts Mesa until my friend told me about it and I was like really and then when we went there I was like holy cow this place is amazing I didn't know I didn't know anything about it either but but uh, Quana our guide was telling me that you know he wanted to take me there and uh, I, I since since wow. he's a, a photographer himself he has a, a pretty good idea when to go and so we, we went to like Big Hogan, Hogan Arch, uh, Moccasin Arch, Honeymoon Arch, Skull Arch. Um, there's some ruins there like uh, Tiny Feet and Square House Ruins back in, in something called uh, Mystery Valley and in, in the uh, Monument Valley Outback. Um, mm. And... Um, he kind of knows when the Milky Way is going to be, you know, in front of the arch and stuff like that. And, you know, he, he's a great guy and uh, kind of knows what you might, you know, knows when you, you need when you need to be there and stuff. Uh, highly recommended. Yeah. Yeah. You're the only you're only the second person I've ever seen with a photo, a night photo from Skull Arch. Um my my friend Kane has one from there as well. That, I, we mistimed that one a little bit. We uh, there was a little puddle there, and we kind of there were like two openings, and we did the wrong opening first. And if we'd done the other opening first, we could have gotten a reflection in the puddle. But we we oh. we, uh, we if you're facing it, we did the left opening before the right opening, and um, so but it's still it's still I like it. It was it was it was a cool place. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I really want to go back. So, um, tell me, probably a good segue. Tell me about uh, your workshops that you've got coming up next well, year. Well, um, I have partnered with somebody and an uh, organization called World Picks W R L D P I X, and they. Um, they approach me and, and they do charity work. And, and this guy is a photographer and wanted to try to figure out how to, um, you know, do something uh, charitable and worthwhile uh, and have fun, you know, doing your hobby at the same time or your profession at the same time. Uh, are you there? Oh, okay. I am. And he, he wanted to figure out how to use photography and, you know, try to do something good with it or charitable. And so what they do is they have a number of photographers that they sell photos for you. You, you can join up and donate like, you know, 20 photos or something. And they don't, they don't have exclusive rights or anything like that, but they sell them and um, give you half the profits and they take half the profits. Uh, they have auctions uh, where they're auction off photos and it, because they're money making things, people will many times pay, pay more and, uh, they'll, you know, take half the profits for charity. And so they decided that they wanted to do some workshops. And so 
um, they're going to they're going to do the organization. And, uh, I'm going to do the teaching, and we're going to do a couple of workshops in in uh, Monument Valley, and the the uh, uh, profits will go to a charity. They try to find a local charity to to donate to. So um, uh, we're going to have like five or six people, hopefully, in each of the two sessions uh, next June. And um, we'll be going into the valley and some places around the valley, uh, a monument valley, and, you know, doing a, doing a workshop, some, some low-level lighting, some, you know, big landscapes. Uh, awesome. That's a, that's a great way to put your yeah. skills to so use. I'm hoping <laughs> it'll work out and be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people seem to be interested, so hopefully it'll work out. Awesome. That sounds that sounds like a great way to to do a workshop, but then also give back, which is something you probably are um, in a great place to be you able to know, do. You know, and with this, the the sales of the photos, um, you know, when they sell photos, it's probably going to be a photo that I wouldn't sell anyway. So even if I get half the profits, I'm still making money. I'm making money, and somebody else is getting something out of it also. So, so you know, with the yeah. auctions and the online sales and things like that, they may be photos I'd never sell anyway. So um, everybody gets something good out of it. It, wor- it works good for the photographer, and it works uh, for the charity also. So, yeah, absolutely. I've I've donated some photo prints to a couple of different nonprofits in the past for their auctions as well, and um, it's it's always cool just to be you know it's honor it's feels honor just to be asked to to be a part oh, yeah. of it. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Okay, cool. So um, so you've listened to the podcast a few times. So one of the questions that I like to ask my guests is um, based on the. Uh, the name of the podcast, uh, F-Stop, Collaborate and Listen. Um, what advice would you have for other photographers around um, collaborating and or listening? Well, you know, if you if you uh, looked at my photos very much, you'll see that my emphasis is, is the landscape. And uh, this may be a roundabout answer, but, um, uh, you know, I kind of started wanting to get a picture of the night sky. Then I wanted to get a picture of the night sky with something interesting in the foreground. And then the foreground became the primary thing and with a uh, nice sky. So I, w- I want to, I really want the foreground to be the primary thing and, you know, with, with a beautiful night sky in the background. What I would say to people is that there's a whole world out there that hasn't been photographed at night. And, you know, yes, you want to get a picture of the Milky Way and you want that to be beautiful, but put more emphasis on the landscape. Uh, the, the opportunities are absolutely unlimited. There, so much has been photographed in the daytime, but not much at night. So great. I like it. Great, great, great opportunity. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like some of my favorite photos, even like, in the city yeah. I've been at oh, night yeah. like yeah and it, I don't know there's something about it like it just everything looks different it's more interesting to me personally I don't know like the, I don't know there's just something about shooting at night that just capture, captures the, my interest the, the atmosphere is, is just different <laughs> I mean there's all kinds of great day stuff but the atmosphere is different and it's just uh, a whole different feel absolutely so if you were, um, you know, checking out the podcasts down the road, um, who, who would you really want to hear from in terms of some, a guest to be inspired by or someone who, who you'd be really interested in uh, listening to? Well, I'll give you several names that all uh, motivated me. And first one would be Royce Bear, because I think he's kind of the the godfather of a, 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 of a lot of people. He taught an awfully lot of people, and uh, uh, he's a great guy. He's a great speaker, good teacher. So he's one, and some other ones that uh, I got interested in very early when before there was a, a huge kind of rush were uh, Brad Goldpaint, 
throughout. It just does, does oh, wonderful yeah, sure. stuff. And then a couple of guys uh, that are out of the country, a guy named uh, Michael Go, G O H, because he. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yep. And Astro, Astro Bear. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, uh, yeah. I was fascinated by his stuff. And, uh, and yeah, he's yeah, an and awesome. Another guy named Mark G. G E E. And, yeah, I know and Mark I, too. <laughs> I just, back when I was starting, I just thought that these guys were like, you know, out of this world. They were kind of, I was awestruck at their work. Yeah, I, that's that's funny. Those are four people that I've been following for a long time too, and um, uh, I actually just became Facebook friends with uh, Michael Go a couple of days ago because I want to ask him to be on the podcast eventually because I really like his panos. And then uh, Mark G and I actually were in a. Um, we were in a gallery in Hawaii oh, cool. together of just oh, night cool. photos. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. Um, so that was kind of neat to be in a gallery with my, with Mark. Oh yeah, G. yeah <laughs> Mark he's, that he's, was awesome. His work is impressive. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I know he does a lot of stuff on photo pills too. Well, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate um, talking to you. Like, it's always fun talking to someone else who's really into night photography. So, um, I always, I always uh, love chatting about that. So, thanks, thanks again for for coming on. And and uh, despite what you say, I think um, people should really go check your stuff out. It is um, definitely some of the best in the world. Uh, thanks. Hey, I've been honored to be on here. I, I appreciate it. And uh, I will keep listening in the future. And I've really enjoyed what you've done. You've done a great, this has been a, a great thing uh, that you've done. To, uh, because, you know, the, it seems like you, you kind of get to know the people a little bit as, as human beings rather than just a photographer behind a lens. You, you know, you, you've made the people more human with your, with your podcast. So thanks. Cool, yeah, thanks. That's uh, that's one of the goals I had, so I appreciate the feedback, man, a lot, yeah. Sure. Cool, thanks again. <laughs>